With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, November 27th. Ooh, Cyber Monday. I hate these holidays. These are like made up retail holidays. Drives me nuts. But whatever, we're all going to participate. I have no idea what your habits are. I don't know if you buy online. I don't know if you go into the stores. I have no idea whether to expect a big holiday season or not. All the estimates are kind of all over the place. So uh, I guess we'll we'll learn more soon. Meanwhile, back at the ranch here at the Jill on Money Ranch, we are here answering your financial questions. The way we do that is we encourage you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com. When you get there, you can click the Contact Us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live. When you check that little box, Mark does all the work. Isn't that great? He's so good. Uh, All right. While you're on the website, what do you need to know? Well, you know, we've got these webinars and this is called Jill on Money Live. It's this subscription service. And I just... I love this thing because we are able to talk to people that maybe are non-finance related, like we had this great conversation with Nate Burleson, and we had conversations with uh, some cool interviewees like Gene Chatsky and Diana Henriquez. Just like so much to do. Anyway, our next webinar is coming up December 6th, 7 Eastern time. We will be talking to Dan Forbes. He is a certified financial planner. And I trained this guy. So you're going to get all the scoop on what it was like to work for young Jill. Ugh, I wasn't a great boss. He'll tell you all about it. I really wasn't. That's why I don't have any employees now. I work with Mark, and that's the way I like it. Right now, it's time to turn to a listener. Let's talk to Michael from New Jersey. Hey, Jill and Mark. Thank you so much for having me on. So my wife is working as a 1099 contractor. I want to get a sense of what we should be doing there with that income. Should we be saving it for retirement and an IRA? And if so, how do we do that? Really, the second question is just around you know, do we have the right plan in place? Most of the planning is done on my own and just want to get a sense of, are we doing the right things? Okay. So you said you're 40, right? 
I'm 40. I'll be 41 tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, my gosh. Um, what do you do for a living, Michael? I work in the medical device industry, so I manage a team of, of sales reps, and it's been, uh, been a fantastic career for me. Great. How much do you earn? So I do about, uh, on average, about 225000 per year. You get all the benefits through you. That's so we don't have to worry about that with your wife. Do you contribute to a retirement account through work? I do. Yep. So there's a 401k Roth and a pre-tax option. Right now I'm doing about half and half. I do about 5% into the Roth, 5% of the pre-tax. It's in a blended target date fund for 2045. And I've only recently been doing the Roth. So there's only about 70K in the Roth. How much is in the uh, traditional? In the traditional, it's about uh, 550,000. I'm sorry. No, that's that's total. So it's about, uh, call it 490 in the traditional and the rest is in the Roth. Okay, great. Good, good, good. Okay. So next, do you have any IRA accounts for yourself or your wife right now? No, not at all. My wife recently moved from Costa Rica. She used to work for the same company that I did, but uh, she does not have any retirement savings and so that's really why I want to start to try to build a little bit if we can. How how much m- money is she earning on that 1099? That's like top line. This year, maybe 10 or 15,000, but there's an upside. She's working with a startup medical company and we think that it could be a, a little bit more moving forward. And she's only working part-time, limited hours okay. right now. How about an emergency reserve fund for you guys? You have some money socked away in just a safe place? About about 30K, which I think is probably four months worth of okay. expenses. Also have about 23K in, in a brokerage account that I kind of project out for long-term savings. Like a, like a supplemental retirement kind of? Yeah, exactly. Right. Any debt? No debt other than the house. All right, um, let's talk about the house. How much is the house worth? Mr. House New Jersey, is- I'm sure it's worth a lot. It's it's decent. Yeah, I think it's worth about uh, I bought it for 625. It's probably worth about 650, maybe a little bit more right now, but I kind of think of what I paid for it, right? So let's just call it 625. And how much mortgage remains? About 450. What's the rate? 3.125. 30 year, right? 30 year, yep. Got some kids? Oh man, yeah. So I've got a 19 What did you say a 19-year-old daughter? I have a 19-year-old daughter and a 19-month-old daughter. So I have both. Hold on a second. Is this the second marriage? It, I was never married, but um, oh. super young and and we're just trying to keep them all on good track. You got a lot going on, man. Okay. Got a lot going on. So I need the help. I need Angel's help. You betcha. A uh, 19-year-old daughter is college. Where, where is she? Yeah, she actually just moved here. So she's living with me now. She's going to community college. And um, my plan is to really help her through college and, and try to cash flow it the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Also got a 529 in place where I do about $250 a month for my the younger daughter. You know, you mentioned just, you know, that the 30000 is about four months of your expenses. So that seems low, in terms of your expenses. I'm just looking at your savings. Like, do you keep track of this stuff or not really? I do. Yeah. Okay. So you really have a number for me, right? So you're telling me, I mean, nine grand a month. Is that kind of where you are? Yeah, I think so. How's the cash flow right now, given everything you've just told me? Yeah, the cash flow feels pretty good. I do have money to save. You know, my plan is to start to try to 
dump more money into the after tax brokerage accounts and then maybe simultaneously throw extra money at the mortgage and have it paid off? No, 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 no. Because that is squandering um, that beautiful cash flow and it's it's not worth it. I mean, look. I do like cash flow. Yeah, me too. So you guys are in about the 20 highest part of your tax bracket is 24%. So the first thing that um, I'm wondering is this. You should be switching your, Mark's going to be all over this. We're going to want you to switch your retirement contributions to all Roth. Now you're going to lose the tax deduction, but if she starts making a lot more money, if you start making a lot more money over the next 20 years, your tax bracket is going to rise. And I'd rather you lock in a 24% top rate than be subject to 32%, which I bet sort of is like in your future, just with the way you've described this and the business you're in. Move all of yours to a Roth. Now, next, your wife's got to start some sort of plan. And I think it's probably just going to be a plain old IRA account. That's it. Nothing more than that. And that's and, okay. And I, I guess my question with that would be, do we do it all at once at the end of the year, max it out? Should we just take a percentage as it comes in and start to build it? I usually just do it all at once because like, I can't be bothered. But if you like your cash flow and you just want to like dole it out and just you know do a little bit at a time, hundreds of dollars a month, that's fine too. Just doesn't matter. You know, There's not going to be anything magical about this. You're just going to put the money away. And that's it. No to paying down the mortgage early. Yes to you moving into all Roth. Yes to your wife opening an IRA account. I'm not like wildly worried about putting money in the 529 plan. So those are your first priorities. Extra money can go into the 529. You probably need a larger emergency reserve fund. So I would uh, keep an eye on that. The only thing that I would say about just having a little extra cash on hand is that you have this 19-year-old daughter and you've got to pay for that out of cash flow. So the question is going to be, you know, how do you split the available money between, say, the 529 plan for the 19-month-old and the community college um, needs for the 19-year-old. And I don't know if your daughter, your older daughter, is planning to go to a state school after, you know, she's headed to Rutgers. That's like real money. So you got to figure out what you think is going to be best for her as well. I think you're in good shape. Now, when you've got that little brokerage account, are you doing long-term investing in there? I'm really doing long-term investing. I have it split between three index funds, like small cap, large cap, and international. I would love to be in a place of, of financial independence but in my mid fifties and I would like to maybe one day open a coffee shop or try something entrepreneurial. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to tell you what you're going to need to do is you're going to have to pull back on the spending a little bit, because um, if you're telling me you need eight, nine grand a month in income, then you're going to need to sock away. Yes. I think that putting money in the brokerage account can make sense then. Um, And if that really is a priority to you, then you probably would forego your wife's IRA contribution and just throw all that money into the brokerage account. If that's truly like for you guys, if you say this is our priority, we really want to build this up, then what you're going to have to do is, you know, something has to give. So either you spend a little bit less money, which I don't know, with a 19 month and a 19 year old, it seems unlikely. If possible, I like the idea of building up that brokerage account for sure. I just think that, you know, 
the numbers right now, they're good. You're on track. So if that is the case, if you really think like the coffee shop thing is in your sight line in 15 years or so, then you're absolutely right. Then you do, in fact, have to build up that brokerage account for sure. For I, I'd sure. like to throw like two 2000 a month. That's great. I mean, if you could do that, that's great. Too bad for your 19-month-old daughter who's not going to college because you're busy percolating, but that's fine. (laughs) She'll be fine. She'll be a barista. Train her to be a barista. It'll be fine. What about you have your estate planning done? I do not have estate planning done. Are you kidding me? Jeez, Louise. Come on, man. What does that even mean? What do I have to do? Okay, let me tell you what you have to do. You need wills right? You guys need wills that say everything that's in your name, if you die, goes to her and vice versa. Okay. The second document you need is something called a durable power of attorney. And that is a a document which essentially says, if something bad were to happen to me and I were incapacitated, I am going to assign my wife, the person who makes financial decisions on my behalf. This does not have to be like you're on a ventilator. This could be, you know, you broke your back and, you know, some payment has to be made and, and she can write a check for you, you know, like that, that kind of thing. So it's not always the worst, you know, end of life thing. Then we do have the real end of life thing, which is called a um, health care proxy, which means that if something happens to me, I assign this other person, usually the wife, to make a health care decision on my behalf. And this is when you contemplate all those awful things like, you know, this is what happens if, you know, they do have to pull the plug and someone will pull the plug. And this is what I want to happen. This is the funeral I want. Those are the three core documents. Now, I think it's especially important because you have these two kids. And the most important piece of this, of course, being the 19 month old daughter, because God forbid you and your wife are on that horrible Garden State Parkway. You get into a car accident, you die together. Now, what happens to the kid? Where does this 19 month old daughter go? If you die without a will and you die without any instructions, then the state of New Jersey is going to make that decision for you. Now, it's usually that it's like, all right, the kid goes to, uh, you know, the closest living relative. It could be a sibling. It could be a parent. But you know what? You have a better idea of who should raise your child. Do you feel guilted into this? This is why it's so totally, important. Totally guilted. This is where okay. Angie will come in. Good. Other than that, um, how about life insurance? Do you have life insurance? Through my employer. How much? Uh, about a million. And I, I do know that it should be more than that. I bet you probably need two million. That's my guess. And it's so cheap. You're healthy, right? Do you smoke? I do not. I'm healthy. Good man. Go to see if you can get another half or a million bucks and make sure that even though you love your company now, that the life insurance through work is portable, meaning you can take it with you when someone poaches you from a, a competitor and you go to another company, you want to be able to take your life insurance with you. And just do a needs analysis, right? You basically need to say, how much money do I need to have to cover the gap between today and all the funding needs that I have in the future? And that's what life insurance is, just term life insurance. If you are going through a big change, a small change, if something's bothering you, if you're having some disagreement with a partner or a parent or an adult child, and you need some help along the way, Mark and I are kind of like your coaches. We're there for you. We'll be tough on you if we have to be, but we really do want you to succeed. In order to get in touch with us, just go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And we will do everything else. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast, maybe on the Odyssey app, because they distribute the show. And so they want me to plug the app. 
So there I am plugging the Odyssey app. Don't forget to lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.